Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Obsidian Achievement. This is your host, Michael Russin. Happy Saturday. And uh, we're off to the races today, baby. We're going to the gym. <clears throat> then I'm going to get an eye. <laughs> and then I'm going to get... Then I'm going to get an IV drip. Dude, you know what I can't stand? Dude, what the... We parked in the middle of the damn road. First of all, that. Second of all, all these gay little campaign signs. You know, when local elections start to happen, dude. I'm, I'm so glad I got a truck because I just want to... I want to start running them all over. You know, the stupid signs on the side of the road. Bro, first of all, how bad for the environment is that? You know what I'm saying? These plastic, chintzy, flimsy, you know, and you guys know me. I'm not some environmentalist. The planet's dying. Definitely think a little bit of damage is done. But we're not on the edge of some kind of apocalypse. I can tell you that much. Um, with certainty. Well, where's your degree? You know, as people have been saying, wow, that was a big hawk. Flew right over my car. <laughs> that's a good sign right there. That's a that's a very, very good sign. That's a great omen. Any I remember dude when I was in life insurance. So to give you an idea, a normal week, a normal whole week in life insurance, probably like the average person probably does. 2,000 ALP a week, meaning you got clients to commit to basically paying $2,000 a year into their policies total. You might have sold one for 100 bucks a month and one for 600 a month or something like that, right? <coughs> no, I'm sorry, 60 a month. Um, we were driving into the field, me and this kid named Justin DiBiase, a kid from Erie, great kid. He's, he's going to be very, very successful. He already pretty much is, owns rental properties and everything. But uh, I was training him, and uh, we're driving out to the field, bro, and, I, and he's a black kid, right? And we're going, I think we're going to West Virginia. And uh, so me, he's a black kid, we're going to the hills of West Virginia. We weren't going to just, like, West Virginia. We were going, we weren't going to, like, Morgantown. Like, we, we were in it. And... Uh, we're going, I'll never forget it, we're going down this windy back road, West Virginia Mountain Road, you know, it's up, it's down, it's up, it's down, they got these sharp turns, and then it's a cliff, and uh, he's driving, and we go around this bend, he had this, I want to say it was like a Honda Accord or something like that, and we're going around this bend, and this ball eagle flies, it could have, its talons could have scraped the hood. I get, I've got goosebumps from my the tip of my toe to the center of my forehead right now. My hair is standing on end. By the way, I got a haircut. I cut my hair, cut my beard. Um, I don't look like a mountain man anymore. Um, I kind of like maybe look like I'm going to try out for the NFL or something. But anyways, um, this thing flies right over the hood of the car. Never seen anything like it before. I mean, it was like... Him and I were both like silent at first, and then we're like, "Did you see? Did you see what I just saw?" We're like, "Whoa, that was nuts!" And we go out, and in one day, I think we wrote like fifteen thousand 
ALP in a day. Mind you, a normal day was two thousand. A normal week was two thousand. We wrote fifteen thousand in a day. We had like eight appointments. We had eight actual sit downs, and we had eight sales. And one was like five thousand ALP. Another was three thousand. Another three thousand. Another couple thousand. It was just wham went, bro. We were. So, so to put it in perspective, we made seven grand in a day, seven eight G's in a day. It was crazy. I think that week we did uh, thirty thousand ALP, and this was back when we were in the field, going from house to house. It's all virtual now. It's way easier now than it. Well, I think it was easier to sell, probably better closing in person, but you could certainly do more volume virtually. You know, because you don't have to drive. Um. It was such a it was a, it was a killer week, dude. I was actually I was actually disappointed with the way that the week turned out because you do fifteen in a day, and I think we were on a ten day week. It used to be called win weeks. Um, you do fifteen in a day, and it was day one, bro. It was day one. You think you're going to do 150,000 that week, and we did 30. You know, we still had a great week. We still wrote another 15, which most people will never do in a week, let alone a month. So, but I think uh, there's a lesson there. And I, looking back at younger me, I think I could have been hungrier. You know, when we when we hit that 15k, bro, we went out to dinner that night. You know what I mean? We had some drinks. Um, I think we took our foot off the gas a little bit instead of punching it harder and resetting the score back to zero. I think looking back, that's the mistake um, I made that week. It could have been, it could have at least been a 50K week. I think that was what my goal was, was 50, and we only hit 30. But hey, you know, it made 15, 16 grand that week. The president of the company, I don't even remember who it was at the time. There's that blue heron again. This is the second day in a row. This blue, bro, this guy's flying over my car. So I've seen a hawk, and now I've got a blue heron following me. What's going to happen today? Today's going to be a great day, baby. Let's go. Sun's shining. The leaves are changing. Nature's flapping its wings over my dome piece. It's going to be it's, it's going to be a great day, bro. <laughs> but uh, anyways, yeah, I guess the lesson there is, first of all, birds are cool. <laughs> Raptors. Raptors are sick. Raptors, bird of prey, I think, is what the technical categorization is. Um, the genus, the species. Um, but the second lesson there is, and there's a field field full of turkeys. Whoa, those are some big toms. I'm on a nature preserve right now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> free trailer back there. I could go hitch that up if I wanted to and take that home. There's free trailers on the side of the road. This is the land of milk and honey. <laughs> I'm in the promised land, baby. There's turkeys and herons and hawks and free trailers just waiting for you to come along and haul them away. <laughs> Hell yeah, brother. Anyways, the, the other lesson there is that every time I try to finish that thought, something else happens. Oh, there's a bear. No. There's a, there's a there's a mama bear with her cubs in the field of daisies. <laughs> no, I uh, the other lesson there is I should have kept my foot on the gas. I should have pushed harder. 
and harder. You know what I mean? Which we still worked hard. We finished out the week, but could have had a better week. But anyway, that, that was mine and Justin's big week. Um, what else? What, what, what was I originally going to talk about today? Oh, the fasting. I'm down to 232 this morning. 232.6. Um, way more mental clarity. I almost wanted to fast again today, but I think I'm going to do it every weekday. I think I'm going to do it Monday through Friday. It's Saturday and Sunday. I'm, gonna, I'm not going to go crazy. Like I had some honey and a banana and an avocado this morning. You know, but I do feel like there are days I should probably fuel my body a little bit more considering the workload. Um, and I'm getting an IV. Like, I didn't want to have an IV on an empty stomach and potentially, like, pass out, you know? So, um, but, yeah, okay, so the fasting, dude, sun's right in my peepers. Um, the fasting, I'm going to tell you what, man. And if you didn't listen to yesterday's episode, which is when I think I covered it, I'm not eating... So I'm fasting from 6 p.m. the night before till 12 p.m. the next day. And then eating from 12 to 6. Pretty pretty clean, like steak and salmon, potatoes, asparagus, uh, fruit, you know, things like that. And I'm down 12 pounds uh, in four days. And I imagine I'll gain some of that weight back this weekend. We're going to see how sustainable it is. But I think if I keep doing this every weekday... I'm obviously going to, I'm going to melt fat off my body, which I'm already noticing. Uh, I look leaner already. Um, but my mental focus, the clarity in my moods, I, I have improved. Now, the only thing I'm noticing that's negative is I'm pretty angry to, towards the end of the day. Uh, I'm dealing with, I don't know if my, maybe my estrogen's running a little high right now. I took my Novadex this morning. I finally found it. I tried to take my wife, you know, Geneva, Geneva, uh, moved my meds yesterday. I couldn't find my Novadex, but I did find that today, babe. Thanks. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, I don't know if my estrogen's running high or maybe my testosterone might be a little too high right now. Um, I'm seeing signs that my test is pretty pretty high, uh, mostly in ways that I'm not going to talk about publicly on my podcast because you know people that I don't want to hear those details are probably listening to this. But uh, I could just tell my test is high, um, so I don't know if it's that. I don't know if the maybe the fasting I'm getting a getting a boost in testosterone from fasting because I haven't changed anything else. Um, I'm doing my ice baths. I did one this morning. It was freezing this morning. Um, Other than the anger, like I was laying in bed last night thinking about violent revolution, and I was getting so amped up I couldn't sleep. I'm like, dude, we should take these politicians and hang them in the streets. You know, I'm like, (laughs) it's like 10 o'clock at night. Ada had a a rough time. She usually goes right down to sleep. She was... She was up crying for about 40 minutes last night before before she fell asleep. Might have been longer, actually, because I think Geneva got her once. And I'm like, okay, maybe she needs re-sleep train. So let her lay there and cry, and she eventually fell, fell asleep. But um, I'm laying there, and I'm fuming. I'm fuming <clears throat> about nothing real. It was almost like I was half asleep, half dreaming, but I was so... I was having vivid mental... <laughs> Uh, vivid mental um, 
imaginations of violence last night. And uh, this morning when I woke up, I was kind of reflecting on that as I was waiting for the shower to heat up after my cold plunge, just sitting there, just shivering in the bathroom, just cold. <laughs> and I was like, why am I, okay, I'm a little angry. Why am I getting angry towards the end of the day? So I'm, I'm going to dig into that more and try to figure that out. But other than the anger, other than the just burning desire to overthrow the government, um, I think I got, I, I was thinking a lot about how I have to, I was thinking about, and again, I don't want to go down this rabbit hole of negativity because I promised I'd try to be better recently, but I was thinking about how often I'm inconvenienced by, <laughs> by the world and the stupid people that run it and the slow people that run it and just the, the, the quality of the average person being so low, it makes everything difficult. You know? It does. It makes everything really difficult because nobody does a good job anymore. I was talking about this with, uh, I don't remember who, maybe it was my, maybe it was the kid that was cutting my hair yesterday. I don't remember who I was talking to, but we were talking about how just getting things done now is very frustrating and you got to wait and this and that. Things don't get done correctly. And I was just saying, you know, the, the incentive for people to do a good job anymore is so damn low. You know what I mean? People don't care about the quality of their work anymore. Because they'll get paid either way. And if they don't get paid, they can go to the government and get paid that way and sit on their ass, you know? And I think that's why the quality of everything is declining so rapidly. <clears throat> like, I was thinking about my bank. By the way, Citizens Bank is the worst bank ever, dude. It's just, they suck. Um, and you can tell, you go to their Facebook and it's all woke. It's all bullshit. You know what I mean? It's all gay this, gay that, black this, diversity that. <clears throat> and anytime something goes woke, it just goes right into the trash can. Like, you know, if you need to force diversity on people, maybe it's not such a good thing. You know what I mean? Like, if, if you have to force it to happen... It's not natural. Like, has anybody stopped and thought of that? Like, if you have to force something to happen, quotas, hiring standards, this, that, it's not natural at all. So when you force it, it ruins things. But anyways, you know, I was thinking about my bank, how, how much money I have and, you know, with the bank and how much... You know, they're probably loaning it out to other people at predatory rates and I can't get to a real person for 45 minutes if I call and they don't have any branches up here. I'm just, I was just thinking about all these different things, <laughs> getting so angry last night. And I'm like, all right, Mike, Michael, Miguel, we got to control what we can control. You know what I mean? There's no sense... But then I started to think, okay, maybe I can control some of this. This is my thing, though. It's like, what if I start going around and knocking on people's doors and being like, hey, man, uh, my name's Mike Russin. Are you sick of this stuff? And, and they're going to say, yeah, you know what? I am pretty sick of this. Well, maybe first they'll say what? And I'll say, well, you know, uh, how about this, 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 and this, and this, just in the state of Maine. Let me go to some red areas in the state of Maine, and let's just have a conversation about the policies that these idiot female politicians and these pencil-neck dorks are putting into place. 
women ruin empires, by the way. We won't go down that rabbit hole today. Um, <laughs> it's just the truth, bro. There's, there's, anyways. Hey, man, is this stuff irritating you? Yeah, you know what it is. If, if, if even one million men, just one million, population in the U.S. is what, 350 million? If one million, shit, dude, if 500,000 men, good men, tomorrow, just said, hey, this is all going to stop. This whole thing would come to a screeching halt so quick. So quick. If 500,000 men with guns said, hey, you guys are going to stop sending money overseas and having sex with kids. Uh, and, and we're coming to pull you out of your houses and execute you in the street. This whole thing for your crimes against humanity, this whole thing would come to a screeching halt. The whole thing. 500,000 good men. So I'm sitting there, I'm laying in bed last night. I'm like, all right, well, I could probably get more than 500,000. I know that there's more than 500,000 pissed off people in this country. I can tell you that right now. And there's a lot of good men. There's a lot of good men with a lot of guns and a lot of ammo. And, uh, boy, what if we just kind of said, hey, this stuff, uh, this stuff ain't going to happen anymore. You know, you guys are going to face the wall. You've been having sex with little kids. You've been stealing from the rich or stealing from the poor to make the rich richer. You've been taxing us into oblivion and then sending all that money overseas. So now we're going to hang you and we're going to completely revamp the system. 500,000 men. The whole, the whole country would change. You know, because at the end of the day, you know, I saw this great video the other day. Um, and, you know, I don't want to scare the ladies or anything like that. But women don't actually have rights. Not even in the United States. Who do the women need to enforce their rights? They need men. So if tomorrow men just said, hey, we're not doing this anymore. Stop. It would all it would all stop. You know, this guy was talking about this on a podcast, and the girl he was debating was like, wow, what about, you know, we have a democracy. If all the men in the country tomorrow said democracy is done, it's over with, it would be done and over with. Like, we hold so much power... It's just so fragmented individually or into small groups and people don't know how to organize. So I'm sitting here in bed and I'm thinking like, you know what? What if I just started knocking on people's doors? I don't even have a plan. Just like, hey, we're going to meet at this park on this day. We're just going to see how many guys show up. Because even in the state of Maine, we get a thousand men. Just a thousand. Get a thousand men in Maine, and we just go to the Capitol building. We say, hey, you guys are going to stop murdering babies and letting a bunch of Somalians in here that are going to rape and stab our women, and you're going you're gonna to stop all this shit. You're going to stop the homeless encampments. Like, we're, you're, you're all done. You had your run. We're all done. We just sit there. We just go into the Capitol building and take over. Boom. I'm not suggesting violence. You know what? I can suggest whatever I want. It's a free country, and, and we have a duty and a right to overthrow the government if it's corrupt. You know, so that that's <laughs> that's what I've been thinking about. That's what I've been thinking about.
just laying in bed, kicking ideas around. All hypothetical, of course. All hypothetical. A thousand men would change it in, in this state. What are you going to do? What are you going to call? You're going to have a you're going to drone strike your own citizens. Watch, watch and see what happens then. Yeah, go ahead and drone strike a bunch of white tax-paying, hard-working men and see that that right there. I think it's going to have to take something like that. I think that you're going to start to see more organization and uprising. And I think at some point, either the FBI, one of the three-letter government organizations, or the mil they're going to call the military something. They're going to kill a bunch of their own citizens, and then it's going to be game over. It's going to be game over. That's all it's going to take. People are going to have to die. But think about that. You get, a, you, get you know, they, they go to kill or imprison a bunch of people that were formerly just good citizens that were just paying their taxes having kids that all of a sudden they can't you know now their kids not getting into schools because some foreigner got into school before them and they're taking 40 percent of their income and sending it to ukraine or israel or this person or that person or gender studies in iran and they finally snap out a little bit and then you kill them it's game over there's probably going to have to be martyrs I think God gave me a kid for a reason, you know, and then another one quickly for a reason. Because I don't know, if I were single right now, um, I'd have a lot less, you know, because I'm not afraid, I'm not afraid to die. I have, what people say that, I'm not afraid to die. I genuinely do not fear death. I'm like, I don't want it to hurt really bad, obviously, you know, like shoot me in the head or something, but... <laughs> you know what I mean? I don't want to be like tortured to death or something horrible. Um, but death in and of itself, I'm not afraid to die. I, I, I have no fear of death whatsoever. I have a fear of leaving behind a wife and child though. You know what I mean? So like if I were single, I don't know. I feel, I feel like I'd be like a pirate or something. <laughs> pirate or some kind of, I don't even know. The counter-resistance. I'm just rambling, dude. I'm just rambling. To my FBI agents listening, you know, this is all fake. I'm playing a character right now. But uh, everybody's afraid to say what's on their mind. Because you're afraid of getting in trouble. You know what I mean? What a, what a country we live in now. It's supposed to be the land of the free now. You can get in trouble, you know. It's the nanny state. It's the it's it's the matriarchy. They say smash the patriarchy. We do not live in a patriarchal society anymore. We live in a matriarchal society. Hardcore female mommy undertones. You know what I mean? Like look at COVID. You all have to stay inside, six feet apart, wear your mask. That's not masculine. That's feminine. That's mommy vibes. That's crazy mom vibes. The mom that made her kid like live in a bubble vibes. You know what I mean? 
It's what has, I'm telling you when when they what they they did this so intelligently get convince the women they're oppressed get them out of the home get them into the workforce double the tax base have the government raise these people's children so you could fill their heads with a bunch of psychotic ideas then you release these psychos that are completely incompetent into the world that have no real skills that only know and think that they're oppressed or they're oppressing others and all they can see is race and gender. And then you got all these female politicians just cementing these ideas, race, gender, equality, fairness, blah, 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 blah. Life is not fair. Life isn't fair. There's no such thing as equal. You get life, liberty, and pursuit of happiness. But now it's, let's give all the losers the same shot as the winners. No matter whether, you know, you know what I'm saying? It's like the winners earn being a winner. But we're going to take resources from the winners and give it back to the losers because that's fair. How's that fair? How's that fair? If I bust my ass and start four or five companies and create all these jobs, create all this opportunity, add value to the market, hire, deal with all the problems you got to deal with as a business owner, you to pay all these taxes and fees and licenses and this and that, and just infusing the economy with capital and more capital and more capital, I should have to be... I should have to pay more taxes to take care of the bums sitting at home that don't want to work. I got to sit there and, and, and I've got to pay for the grown man with an anxi- generalized anxiety disorder that can't go to work every day. Bullshit. Bullshit. I mean, you guys got to feel the same way I do, right? Is, 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 is this just me? Am I just some angry psychopath or... Are you just comfortable enough to where it doesn't really bother you that much? Maybe that's what it is. Most of y'all are just comfortable enough. And anytime you start to think too hard about what's going on around you, ooh, TikTok, here's a flu. Look at the flashing lights. Beep, boop, beep, boop, TikTok, Netflix. No, 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 don't think about your situation. Just turn a screen on. Turn on your favorite show. Oh, there's a new episode of Doinky Doinky Doink. Oh, I can't miss this. Oh, the football's back on. Football. Fantasy. (laughs) As your country erodes under your feet. (laughs) Sitting there rooting for other dudes in tight pants playing with a ball of inflated pig skin. I'm not saying you can't watch football. I watch a little football. But my goodness, you gotta... At what point do we say is, you know, enough is enough, man? I don't know. All right, I'm gonna let you guys go. Love you.